Hello, I'm attorney Paul Whelan with Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts, oftentimes at a reduced rate, making ourselves more affordable to our clients. On today's episode, I just want to take a moment to discuss dangerousness hearings in Massachusetts. What is a dangerousness hearing? Well, what happens is when you're charged with a crime, you go for an arraignment. That's the first step in the process. That's where the court tells you officially what the charges are against you. And oftentimes the court will either release you on personal recognizance. That just means you get to leave without having to post any money or they'll set a cash bail for you, which means that you have to put up that much money in order to get released. However, if you are charged with certain offenses um, and those offenses are generally crimes of violence, uh, serious felony charges and um, OUI charges, so operating under the influence charges, if it's a third or subsequent offense, uh, you can be uh, held as a danger. So what happens is at the, at the time of arraignment, the Commonwealth, that is the prosecution, will make a motion to the judge asking that you be held in custody. So that means in jail, um, pending the outcome of this dangerousness hearing. So the first step is, is at the arraignment, and the judge just has to be shown two things. Those two things are, one, that the, one of the charges, at least, that you're being charged with falls under this dangerousness statute, uh, and number two, that there is probable cause to believe that you committed that crime. So it's easy enough to just the judge can just easily look to see what the charges are against you so they know, yes or no, uh, you fit into that category. The second phase of that, the second prong, is that you have to they have to prove that there was probable cause to believe that you committed that crime. Probable cause is a very low standard for the Commonwealth to have to prove. Um, it's almost, it's, it's very easy for them to make. So in all likelihood, if they're asking that you be held as a danger, you probably will be held as a danger in custody. So what happens is that's the first step of the process. Then you'll have a full dangerousness hearing that will be scheduled. And that dangerousness hearing would be scheduled typically from three to seven days from the date of arraignment. So you'll be held in jail for that period of time. It can go longer, it can be shorter, uh, but typically three to seven days uh, is, the, uh, is what's required under the statute unless there's good cause for, for, to uh, continue it. So you come back on that date for a dangerousness hearing. And at that point, the Commonwealth has to put on evidence um, about, the, about the case, about your charges, uh, again, about the probable cause that you committed those charges. And they have to prove that there are no less restrictive means to provide for the safety of the public, uh, less restrictive than keeping you in jail. So the court uh, doesn't want to keep you in jail if, they, if it doesn't have to. So they're looking to see if there are any other alternatives. So at the hearing, the Commonwealth uh, will proceed with evidence. Uh, they can bring in witnesses. They can uh, present evidence, documentary evidence or photographs, things of that like, things of that nature. Um, they would present your criminal record if there is any. They would present the police report to the judge. Sometimes the Commonwealth goes what they call off the papers. That just means that they, they won't call any live witnesses. They're just going to submit the police report and perhaps some other documentary evidence, such as photographs. 
you have the ability, your attorney, working with your attorney, to call witnesses uh, to make your argument why you are not a danger. You can call uh, witnesses about the about the facts of the case. You can call witnesses about your um, your situation and why you would not be a danger to the community. So the judge uh, at that point uh, during that hearing has to make a determination. Uh, once again, it's a two pronged determination. First, are you a danger? to the community? Are you a dangerous person? The judge can say, if the judge says no, they do not find you as a danger, uh, as a dangerous person, then they will not hold you uh, under the dangerousness statute. They will release you. Perhaps they would put cash bail on you. Uh, that's a different story. But uh, if, if, you're not, if you're found not to be a danger, they won't hold you as a danger uh, under that statute. The next step is if they do find that you are a danger to your, to uh, the community or one particular person in the community, they next have to, dis, uh, to decide, um, are there any less restrictive means that we can impose upon this person rather than holding them, taking away their freedom and holding them in jail? Most commonly, those other conditions uh, are uh, home confinement, put you on a GPS so that they, the ankle bracelet so they know where you are, um, to stay away from certain people, certain locations, to um, take part in uh, substance abuse treatments, to remain alcohol or drug-free with random screens, to have a curfew. There can be a, a whole number of um, conditions that a judge could impose rather than holding you as a danger. So um, it's oftentimes on the second prong is when we're able to uh, ask, convince the judge that even if they do think that you're a danger, that you should still be released and still have your freedom while your case is pending. If the judge decides that you are a danger and there are no less restrictive means uh, rather than holding you in custody, they can hold you for up to 120 days without the chance of being bailed out. 120 days, so that's basically four months that you could be held in jail without ever having a, a, a he, another hearing, or certainly without a trial. Um, it's really, you know, I understand what, what the thought behind it as far as protecting the community, obviously an incredibly important um, uh, goal for the, for the justice system. However, um, we do have a innocent until proven guilty theory in our criminal justice system, or at least we're supposed to. So to hold you uh, without being, without making the Commonwealth put on their, uh, put on their full um, evidence and convince the, a judge or someone to beyond a reasonable doubt standard seems to me uh, unfair. But again, as I've said before, my opinion doesn't matter uh, in, in most anything. You can ask my kids. <laughs> um, but uh, in, in this case, uh, that, that's what you're facing. Uh, that's what you're looking at if, if you are facing those specific charges. So um, at Afford Law, we do criminal and family law, and we practice uh, by our practice is all surrounded by uh, us trying to make ourselves affordable uh, to the working man and woman in Massachusetts. For far too long, that group of people who go out every day, earn their living, uh, uh, make their way in life, support themselves and their family, are confronted with a family or a criminal law situation, uh, and they cannot go out and hire an attorney, or they, they can't do it without imposing great financial um, restrictions on themselves, a financial burden. So what we do is we use a sliding scale fee. 
the sliding scale that uh, that we use is based on your income. So the less you make, the less we charge for our services um, so that we can make ourselves more affordable because we feel uh, and we know that it's incredibly important that you be represented in family law and in criminal law matters in Massachusetts. The issues are very complex and the uh, consequences of those issues are immense. Uh, in, in this case, when we're talking about criminal law and specifically on dangerousness hearings, you could lose your liberty, you could lose your freedom, and you need to have an advocate in your corner working for you who knows the law, knows the process, and can put on the absolute best defense for you. So if you have any questions, we'd certainly be happy to answer your questions, address any issues that you might have. Um, please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org. That's not .com, so it's affordlaw.org. Um, check out our frequently asked questions. We have a lot of videos and a lot of resources for you there. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call, and we'd uh, love it if you'd like if you would like to book a um, a virtual uh, initial consultation. It's absolutely free. There's no obligation whatsoever. You can get some uh, good information to decide where you stand and what your next step should be. At Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.